Hey there, music podcast for kids listeners. First, we just want to say thanks for listening and also wanted to give you an update of a super fun way to support the show. The Music Podcast for Kids now has a Patreon page where you can become a member of our secret music club. Get early access to ad-free shows that include our super-duper listening challenge games and even a personalized shout-out on the show from me, Mr. Henry, and my good friend, Mr. Fight. Your support helps the mission of spreading music education all across the world, and we greatly appreciate it. Visit patreon.com slash kids, or even visit the show notes for the link. Thanks so much, and let's get to the show. Let the music begin in three, two, one... That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Exploring along with you Learning music, having fun That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Love hanging out with you The The Music Podcast for Kids Hello and welcome to The Music Podcast for Kids We're your hosts, Mr. Henry And Mr. Fight Music Educators Extraordinaire! The Music Podcast for Kids is a fun and educational podcast where we learn and explore the best subject ever. Music! And now the music joke of the day. We love jokes. So if you have a joke, please visit our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com to submit your joke. And guess what? It doesn't even have to be a music joke. It can be any joke. We will read and enjoy your joke on the podcast and also let everyone know who it came from and where you are in this great, big, wonderful music world. Our joke of the day is... Why couldn't the skeleton cross the road? Hmm, skeleton cross the road? Uh, I, I don't know. It didn't have the guts to. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to send in your jokes by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. A link to the website can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are enjoying the show so far. Please subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest episodes and leave a review through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, get updates on what we are up to through Facebook and Instagram by finding us at Music Podcast for Kids. Links will be found in the show notes. On to the show! Just chat. Just chat. Just chat. Just chat. Just chat. Just chatting, just chatting. Stephanie is the creator of Music for Kiddos, a website that provides high-quality music and music resources for music therapists, music educators, and parents. She's mom to a spunky young daughter, a seasoned performer, an experienced music educator, and a board-certified music therapist. Stephanie is a Berklee College of Music graduate and is passionate about using music to help kids succeed. She specializes in working with babies and kids through age six. Please welcome to the show, Stephanie Level. 
We have a very special guest with us today on the Music Podcast for Kids. Stephanie Level, thanks for being on the show. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So since we are a music podcast for kids, we always like to ask our special guest how they got started with music. So can you tell us how old you were when you uh, first began? Yeah, so I actually have a pretty funny story from when I got started. I started playing the harp at age seven. Oh, wow. um, and it's very unusual for somebody to start the harp that young. And the funny story is that, you know, I grew up in Boise, Idaho, and there was one harpist that could potentially teach me in Boise, Idaho. Um, there's a lot now, but at that time. Yeah. And so um, it was a big favor. Uh, she was in the Boise Philharmonic here, and my uncle was in the Boise Philharmonic. And somehow he said, will you please teach my niece? Because she really wants the, to play the harp. And um, so she called my parents. My parents had to order a harp over the mail from Chicago because you just couldn't, you couldn't rent one. You couldn't, right. you know, it was this big ordeal, right? And so they show up with my harp at my first lesson. And she said, wait a minute, how old is she? And they said, seven. And she said, I thought you said 11. I would never have agreed to teach a seven-year-old the harp because it's a challenging instrument, you know? Sure. And my parents were kind of like, well, we bought the harp, you know, kind of like, we're here. It's too late. And so she taught me starting at seven and in hindsight, way too young to start harp. But, um, but yeah, that was my musical start at seven playing the harp, uh, primarily classical, but I'm such a songwriter that I was always writing songs on it. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. I'm really curious, like what made you think, you know what? I really got to play the harp. Like most seven year olds yeah. are not thinking that. Was there like something that you like saw maybe on TV or something? Or? Yeah, in the newspaper. Okay. So when I was, yeah, when I was five, I saw it, the picture of of a harpist in the newspaper and my parents got me a couple CDs of harp music and I was so obsessed with it yeah, that wow. for two years I stuck with the idea which if you know like a five six seven year old now I, I just I stuck with the idea and was just constantly asking my parents and so that's wow. why they went to the big amount of effort that they went to yeah seven because I was just so fixated on playing the harp that's so cool and do you still yeah. play the harp today I do. You know, it, yeah. I actually prefer the guitar because okay. I, it's, I feel it's more of like a songwriting instrument for me. Right. And I, but I played the harp all through college and mm. it kind of got me through college and I've had a lot of cool opportunities because of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really neat. So, so as you were um, growing up through um, middle school, high school, um, obviously you were continuing to play. Was that, were you able to play like in a symphonic band in high school with, with the harp? I actually, once I got to high school, um, I realized that I loved to sing. So I didn't really start singing until I was probably about 15. And I didn't even know I really could sing, um, yeah. which is funny because if you listen to my music now, and that's, I, I really consider my voice my primary instrument now. Yeah. And um, I didn't realize I could sing, but my older brother was in choir and he played the bass in the jazz choir. And I thought, I just, I got to be in the jazz choir because it looks like they have fun. And that was yeah. my only motivation. And, and so I auditioned um, and, you know, I got in uh, awesome. because I, I didn't realize I could sing. And so I started singing then. And then I was like really into it, you know, choir president and all that stuff, which yeah. loved, loved, loved singing at that point. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. 
So then um, you eventually made your way to uh, college and you went to the Berkeley College of Music. Mm-hmm. And for, for listeners out there, Berkeley is, you know, one of the top um, colleges out there for music, which is, you know, just amazing. And um, so when when you were there, was was voice because usually we you know you pick like a primary instrument was voice the primary focus when you went to berkeley or was it still the harp or yeah it was still the harp okay cool yeah it was it was a way i could be unique yeah you know among some incredibly talented musicians at berkeley and um but it was an interesting experience to be a harpist there because i was in uh jazz ensembles i was in um rock ensembles as a harpist um i played in a bunch of film scores we had you know a big a big studio where you'd have the the movie playing in the background and the conductor up there and you know have that whole experience of playing in film scores and so it was a cool experience for sure yeah that's amazing that's super cool so um, I was also reading that you were a you're a certified music therapist. So was this kind of like the the track that you went on while in Berkeley, or was that something that you did um, after after Berkeley got like got that certification? Yeah, I, I started uh, studying music therapy about a year in, and uh, loved it. Just loved it. I'm very introverted. Um, and it's so funny because I talk to a lot of music educators and music therapists and, and I think a lot of us get in it for very, very similar reasons. And like, we, there's even been like studies, like actual studies on like, uh, <laughs> um, personality testing and mm-hmm. music therapists and music educators are very similar, but one tends to be more extroverted and one tends to be more introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, you know, music therapists being the ones that tend to be more introverted. And um, I just, I just loved it, um, was really into it. And then as part of a music therapy certification, uh, you have to do a 1200 hour internship. That's about six months full time. Mm-hmm. And I did it at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston and kind of have specialized in medical music therapy um, and then more recently, uh, a little bit more of like early childhood music. Yeah, that's neat. And so I'm, I am really curious about like, how does music therapy work? Like, I really don't, um, it's, you know, obviously it's, it's using music to help people through tough situations. Yeah. But like, what, what kind of, like, what kind of things are you doing? I'm just so intrigued yeah. by like yeah. what you're actually doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so we, we always say like the, the quick definition of music therapy is using music to work on non-musical things, non-musical goals. So things right. like pain, anxiety, um, things like, um, you know, social, emotional things, uh, communication, speech, physical, motor goals. And so music therapists can, music therapists tend to specialize and they can work with people of any age range. So there are actually music therapists that specialize in um, NICU work. Uh, and so they're working with premature babies. And then there are music therapists that work all the way up through every stage of life to end of life in hospice. Right. And um, and so, again, music therapists tend to kind of pick and specialize in what they're going to do. But a great example is 
For example, if you have a person who has Parkinson's disease and they have a um, kind of a shuffle in their step, a shuffle in their gait, um, the music is so neurologically connected to the brain that often if you put on music or you play music live, suddenly that shuffle will turn into smooth walking, a smooth gait. And so you just take those ways that that music can engage the brain and you you help people with these these non-musical things. So, for example, um, but it's also very relation relationally based. Uh, When I worked in a children's hospital, I worked with kids who had cancer. And so they would come in and they would get their treatments and. And sometimes when people are getting those kinds of treatments, they would get nausea prior to showing up. They would anticipate the treatment. They would get Mm -hmm. nausea prior to showing up. They would get a lot of anxiety because of the different things that happened during their treatment. And um, my goal with those kids was that when they showed up at the clinic, you know, they would say, Stephanie and I had a plan to write a song today. Where's Stephanie? You know, <laughs> is she here today? Because we were going to write a song and la, 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 you know, and so that they're, they're, they have something to look forward to. Um, we have an, an established relationship. We have these different musical and expressive things that we're working on. And because of all of that, we can reduce anxiety. And because we're able to reduce that anxiety, we're actually reducing pain as well. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. Did you happen to see, I just saw this movie oh, and I think I remember the name of it. Coco, I think was the name of oh, it. Oh yeah. 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 Did you see that? Oh, I cried. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. My, my daughter, she's three and she was like, we were watching it and she was, yeah, tearing up over there. Um, even a three-year-old could tell, you know. Yes. And, and that is a really genuine example of what happens in music therapy. If you, if people can come alive, truly, yes. and they can, they can remember things, they can sing, they can, for example, sometimes they cannot talk, but they can sing. Right. That right. preferred music that is so ingrained in them. Yeah, yeah. So you know what scene mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I don't want to give it away because yes. I don't, you know, I don't want people to. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like at the end, there's something that happens that you know, kind of like triggers um, someone to remember, right? So, um, and it was with music. It was the music that yep. did it. So yeah, super cool. Um, so the uh, you you have a great website um, and podcast oh, called Music for Kiddos. <laughs> Um, And that includes a variety of music resources for music therapists, music educators, kids, and even parents. So could you tell us more about the uh, podcast? Yeah. Um, So it's relatively new. It's about six months old. And, um, you know, my work is is primarily based around um, connecting music therapists and music educators. Simply because in a lot of the ways that we work, um, we are isolated. We are the only music educator in a building. We are the only music therapist in a hospital. And so there's not a lot of this collaboration just simply because of distance between us. And so, um, so yeah, my podcast and a lot of the resources on my website and my social media are really based around sharing ideas amongst amongst us all and creating that community so that we can all support kids uh, better. 
Um, So that is the overall goal is to connect people so that we can support kids. So the podcast is ideas and interviews and just thoughts, supportive thoughts for um, music therapists and music educators primarily. We have a lot of speech therapists and occupational therapists and parents who listen to it also. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, as as you're kind of talking about, like, trying to bring bring the music therapist and music educator almost together. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really feel like that a music therapist could be a really essential part of the public school system. Um, Bruce yeah. White and I, he's the co-host. We both teach in the public school. We teach K through five general music. And, you know, just talking to you just a little bit here, it's like, oh, wow. I mean, there could be some real benefits to mm-hmm. helping situations in schools with music therapies. So, um, yeah, we need to figure that out, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> some states really do have it figured out. And some states, yeah. lots of schools have a music therapist on staff. Um, okay. Either, part, you know, part-time, yeah, yeah, 15 hours a week or something. They'll, they'll float between three schools. You know, in sure. Chicago, it's just like a normal thing to have music Is therapy right? in the school. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and Texas and and quite a few states have a lot of music therapy, but the funding is inconsistent state to state. Mm, yeah. And um but you're absolutely right. It's it's the a beautiful collaboration and um and a music educator would maybe have a, a you know, the classroom, the entire classroom of kids and a music therapist may have a group of three or four yeah, exactly. um, so working in with smaller groups. And it's just wonderful in conjunction. I mean, yeah. you'd probably agree with me. The more music, the better, right? Yeah. For kids. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the more music for anyone is better. <laughs> for anyone. That is right. Yep. Uh, super cool. So, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about some of your songs. I mean, uh, they're really great uh, songs, um, which they're on YouTube. Um, they're very kid-friendly, fun, and it reminds me uh, a little of Casper Baby Pants. Do you know Casper? Ah, ba- cool. Yeah. Sure do. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we were actually lucky. We had him on the show. We got to interview him. That was awesome. really cool to talk to him. So, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, they're just really high quality, and they're easy for kids to listen to and follow along with. Um, so has writing music, that's always been kind of something you've done. You kind of mentioned that you were using the harp. Um, as something to write music. Is that is that correct? Yeah. 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 And I, I started focusing more on children's music um, about about four years ago. I actually started music for kiddos about four years ago when I shifted my work from hospital work to early childhood music groups. Mm-hmm. And I was actually uh, ended up being the music teacher at my daughter's school because we oh. relocated and ended up being the music teacher there. And um, so I had all of a sudden 175 preschoolers. Um, and I walked into my first preschool class and I was really bad at it. I, you know, I, I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be so fun. And it is a totally different skill set than working with kids one-on-one. Yeah. And when I was working with kids one-on-one, it was primarily improvisation. We would write songs together. I would take their musical ideas and turn them into songs in the moment. And, you know, we would, we would play in music. Yeah. And when I was in 
these preschool music groups, I realized I really needed some established songs, which of course sounds silly now he's saying that later. But at the time I, I thought, gosh, I'll improvise with the big group. And, you know, you can do that maybe for a minute and a half. And then, you know, you just really need some established music. So, so I started um, writing my own songs and I started just sending them out to other music therapists and music educators. So I have a, a song of the month club. And I record a song, an original children's song, a new children's song once a month. And I just send it out to my email list for free. And that keeps me writing and that keeps me recording. And um, it, you know, so that has grown from two people to thousands of people now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. they really are. They're real, uh, um, yeah, catchy and and just a lot of fun for kids. So, yeah, I was enjoying those for sure. Um, so on on the website, you also have some great courses um, for music therapists, teachers, um, and, and even kids. Um, the one course that I saw for kids uh, was a how to play ukulele course, which mm, um, mm-hmm. we recently did a month on ukulele. And um, both both Bruce and I, we teach ukulele in our general classroom and just think that it's it's like the perfect instrument for kids yes, you know, to start absolutely. with. So could you tell us more about the ukulele course? Sure. Yeah, that's funny you picked that one. That is our uh, top selling course on music yeah. for kiddos. Yeah, awesome. And because, again, the ukulele is so accessible mm-hmm. and, um, and it is a very simple course. It walks you through 12 lessons. And the videos are about five minutes long and there's a printable PDF. And what it is, the way that it's designed is actually for an adult to take the course and then immediately turn around and be able to teach a kid. So um, music therapists use it, music educators use it, but parents also use it. Um, And it just, it just goes through, you know, you watch the five minute video and then you can go and you can teach teach a child um, and it just gives you some ideas of of um, different things you can say to them and of course it has songs that go in a really strategic kind of pattern where mm-hmm. you aren't mixing things like unusual strums with new chords you know you're just doing right. very very step by step and yeah. and with um, with kids a lot of what I have noticed is a challenging thing for them is musical structure <laughs> so the yeah. beat of like like you know, four measures, uh, you know, four beats in a measure, four measures, and then you play a different chord for four measures, like that whole structure of, of a song and of a chord progression. And so it is really based on that struggle. Uh, and, and it just adds these little pieces here and there, you know, first we match chords to words, and then we start getting a feel for the musical structure, and then, then we make it more complicated and all of that. And it just is this kind of gentle, gradual build. Yeah, that's awesome. And I really like the yeah, the idea of the parent parent is the one that watches it and learns it and then they teach their child. I think that's just such a great that's a great way to do it cuz you know, there's going to be that camaraderie between you and and your child, you know. I mean, that's just exactly. so cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's probably some kids are like Hey, I didn't know you could play the ukulele, you know, and now they're teaching them. How yeah. To <laughs> yeah. So. It's this thing that, you know, either people can learn together or even if you already play the ukulele, it just gives you just gives you the tips for um, you know, it, for it was instruction. for the instruction. Yes, yeah, for exactly. the instruction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cuz that yeah, that can that's there's definitely 
there's definitely a method to the whole yes. thing. So yeah, yes. that's great. So we also have music teachers who listen. And um, as mentioned, you do have some courses for them as well. So could you tell us some of the courses you offer to help teachers on their on their journey? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, we have a pretty wide variety and they're not not just taught by me. Um, we have a we have a guitar method for teaching kids guitar that is really for uh, music teachers primarily. Yeah. And it's it is it's a guitar. It's it's brilliantly done. It is yeah. brilliantly done. Um, it's not my course, um, but it is kind of for that gap of time when kids hands are still small on the guitar. So a lot of guitar methods are created for kids who have more adult sized hands. Mm -hmm. And so, but there are a lot of, you know, nine, 10 and 11 year olds who want to play the guitar. So it's really built for that kind of gap of time. Um, and so it is built on mini chords and it's actually the perfect step from playing the ukulele to playing the guitar. Um, so it's kind of a if, if kids are interested in transferring to the guitar after ukulele, it's a beautiful kind of step there yeah. because you aren't using more than about four chords, especially for the first few lessons, or sorry, four chords, four strings, four strings especially right. for the first few lessons. Yeah. And then eventually you get to kind of five strings and eventually you get to six strings. Um, mm -hmm. So that's one of them. It's a guitar course. And then I have, you know, bundles of lesson plans, um, I have a social media course that's specifically for music therapists and music educators. Nice. Um, there's a wonderful course called Empowering Little Leaders about identity, um, and that is beautifully done. Um, and then there's a course called Out of the Music Box that's about creativity and music and multimodal, multisensory learning. Cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> stuff. So um, when I went to your website too, there was uh, there were five songs that you your top five songs, um, and you give those away for free, right? Like uh, yeah, someone signs up for an email, they can get those five songs. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to let people know about that. Um, and if you go to music, it's musicforkiddos.com, right? Yep. Uh, yep, and this, you can go to slash newsletter, and that'll get you okay. straight there. And that's our, that signs you up for our Song of the Month Club. So then you'll continue to get a free song once a month. That's right. And you were mentioning that before. So that is really mm -hmm. cool. Awesome. Well, um, Stephanie Lovell, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it's, it's really just awesome to see everything you're doing. Uh, the website you have is great. The podcast is great. So folks listening, uh, check out musicforkiddos.com. And Stephanie, thank you again for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Bill. Take care. Time to wrap it up, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the Music Podcast for Kids. We hope you enjoyed the show, and most importantly, learned something cool today about music. Remember to send in your jokes or even a topic in music you would like us to discuss by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. If you are interested in awesome educational and fun songs for your kids to listen and sing along with, please visit brucefight.com. Music is available to download with iTunes, CD Baby, and Facebook. And most streaming platforms like Spotify and Amazon Radio. Links will be found in the show notes. If you are interested in learning how to play the piano with a fun and engaging curriculum geared toward kids, 
please subscribe to Mr. Henry's YouTube channel called Mr. Henry's Music World. Links will be found in the show notes. Please visit iTunes to leave a review of the podcast and also share the podcast with friends, relatives, aliens, whoever. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in.